whenever I'm offered a script. What I'm interested in when I get it is why me. Who was that character and why did they want me to play it? And when I get to the point where I feel like her skin has fitted my arm or my mind, then I know there's something about her. This little girl, what, what were your dreams? I was a very shy, shy child. If you got 15 minutes of words out of me, you got plenty. <laughs> you know, I was a thinker. I sucked this finger until I was 12 years old. That's why I have these buck teeth. Born in 1924 to West Indian parents, Cicely Tyson recounts her extraordinary life in her new memoir, Just As I Am. I am an observer of hmm. human nature and the dreamer of audacious dreams. The journey to stardom was not an easy one for Tyson, who became pregnant when she was 17 and had a short marriage that lasted just over two years. Tyson began her acting career as a single mother, a choice that brought conflict at home. Weren't you surprised, Cicely, that your mother actually kicked you out of the house because you wanted to be an yes. actress? Oh, she told me I couldn't live there and do that. Suddenly I found something that I loved to do, and I had a child to support. So you were wow. thinking, when I grow up, I want to be an actress? No! My mother, I don't know what she wanted me to be. She thought that I was going to live in the den of iniquity. Because we grew up in the slums, okay? Lots of prostitutes walking up and down the street. And that's all she knew about movie. Her mother eventually came around, and their connection is a strong one to this day, especially in this church. And I feel that her spirit is here. And so I bought this pew in her name. So this was a way to honor her. That's right. Tyson made her on-screen debut at 31 in the 1956 film, Care of Gold. Shortly after that, she enrolled in an acting school run by Paul Mann, a well-known acting coach. She found herself alone with him after her first class, and she writes about a traumatic encounter. He said, excuse me, Miss Tyson, I'd like to talk to you. So I turned around and came back, and before I knew it, he pulled me down. He was happened. touching you and groping? Yes. No, what he wanted me to do was something worse than that. I thought um, about the whole incident when I got home. And, um, you know, I never shed a tear about that until this moment. All these years later, it still affects you that way. Um, the whole thought that you could go out innocently uh, uh, to achieve something, and it turns out to be something so vulgar and coarse and, and demeaning to you as a young black woman. But I made up my mind then that I went there for a reason. And that reason had not changed. It sounds like Alexa a Me Too incident before we were even calling it Alexa Me Too. And some people would say, but why did you go back? And to that you say... I went back to get what I was told I needed in order to achieve what I wanted. 
And I think of the many young black women who go through that and are devastated by it, and it kills their dream. I was not going to let that happen to me. Through her sheer determination, her talent blossomed and landed Tyson the headlining role of Rebecca in Sounder. You got your low-life job, Mr. Sheriff. The 1972 film about a black sharecropper family. Bye, Dad. Bye, sir. And a conversation with a white journalist about the movie pushed Tyson to find new purpose in her calling. And so you're promoting Sounder. A reporter said to you that he felt a bit of bigotry in himself while he was watching the movie. When I asked him why so, he said, I was uncomfortable about your older son referring to his father as daddy. I said, do you have children? What do they call you? He said, they call me daddy. And I thought, my God. Whoa. This man is thinking that we're not human beings. And I made up my mind that I could not afford the luxury of just being an actress and that I would use my career as my platform. Namely, you want black people to be seen as human beings. That's right. After playing over 100 roles on the stage and screen, Tyson has won three Emmys, a Tony, and an Oscar. This is the culmination of all those years of have and have not. But beyond her public success, her memoir documents her love story with jazz icon Miles Davis. They were married for seven years, but their romance spanned decades. Friends always wondered, why in the world are you with Miles Davis? Because you write. He was unfaithful. Mm-hmm. He was abusive. Mm-hmm. You said Miles needed to be saved mm-hmm. from himself, and you needed someone to save. Well, listen, people who hurt, it's always the person that is closest to them that they hurt. And I was in love with him. He, he was a beautiful human being. But you know what? On his deathbed, he wanted you to know that he was sorry. Tell Cecily, I'm sorry. Was he the love of your life? Yes. But did you think you could never find love like that again? I haven't. You haven't. Have you been looking? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask you this. What does it feel like to be 96 and a legend? Miss Legend. I'm amazed every single day I live. Do you feel like you have more to do? Yes, that's why I'm still here. I mean, what my life became is not what I expected. I had no idea that I would touch anybody. When the time comes, what do you want us to remember about you? I've done my best. Wow. I just adore her. She really is royalty to me. And it was so, I could have talked to her all afternoon. When we talked about Miles, I, I love this. She said, hostility and devotion can live side by side. I love that. Sometimes love is not always born of logic. And when I said, you know, what do you really need? What do people need? She said, well, I will talk as a black woman. You need cayenne pepper, <laughs> a stash of cash, 
and a quiet place. Yeah. She's happy to say that she has all three. All three. She's in, in my eyes, she's always had incredible dignity yes. and resilience, and you yes. always felt it whenever she spoke. She has, and you know, she said, "I grew up, you know, people calling me nappy-headed and you yeah. know, shy and withdrawn." But now, you know, you see her. She's very beautiful. She's regal. She said early on in her career, they told her that she should get braces for the teeth. She says are bucked. And she said, no, I like how I look. Yeah. She has such a deliberate and powerful yes. way of speaking. Yeah. Each word is just set down yes. like a sidewalk. And you yeah. come to the end and it's gorgeous. Yeah. I, there's so many ways to take inspiration from her life. But I, I, I'm surprised that she was shy. Yeah. Yes, she's like, not acting as a way to speak through others. It's a gorgeous idea. Yeah, she's, she will say, I'm still kind of shy. I go, no, you're not. She goes, no, actually, I am. I yeah. spend a lot of time by myself. She has a small circle of friends. Tyler Perry's a very good friend of hers. I meant to say to Tyler, Tyler's in the book that calls Tyler one of her jewels. Yeah. So she has a small group of friends, and she keeps very close. Yeah. Oh, and, and I said, you know, do you want other roles? She goes, yes. You know, somebody approaches me about a role, yes. It's better than sitting at home making butt prints. <laughs> Philosophy we all need to follow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome. We celebrate you, Black Girls Rock, Living Legend Award. Woman, a black girl, a black child, a black whatever, I do rock. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrate you with the Black Girls Rock, Living Legend Award. Miss Tyson, you rock. I was told that I have three minutes to speak. Took me three minutes to get up here. <laughs> to be sitting alongside of the first woman of this land <laughs> is enough to make you all right. <laughs> Beverly, Deborah, thank you. Thank this entire audience for all the support you have given me over the years. I want to say to the young women here tonight. The moment anyone tries to demean or degrade you in any way, you have to know how great you are. No one is going to bother to put you down mm. if you were not a threat to them. Wow. Okay? things that I urge you to do. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Respect yourself and the world will respect you. All right? Respect elders. Yes. Huh? Remember that we are standing not on their shoulders, but on their backs. Mm. You have to understand that we 
are the seeds of the work of our elders. Yes. I happen to be the sole surviving member of my immediate family. And I know that they're all up there saying various and sundry things, especially my mom. God bless you and all of those with you. God bless you. <laughs> wow. That's powerful then you can live over oh, centuries, ninety-six years old, wow. My aunt just made her birthday. She's ninety. That's that's a legend. <laughs> if 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 anybody in these days can live that long. Um, it's a blessing as an honor. And look how she went out. She finished her, her book. Did her last movie. And she she, she started traveling um, in different places. At her later years, being mentored uh, as a mentor to so many. God bless you. She was one of my top actresses. I loved her strength. Her power. With her movement. <laughs> uh, she was very graceful. Very graceful. And I, I, I loved how she said, There's only one you. So be true to it. So... Boom Factor family, we give tribute to the honorable, <laughs> legendary queen of the ages, Cecily Tyson. <laughs>